There's some people who think advocating for a community that you don't belong to. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? What am I missing? <laughs> oh, black laugh clap. Oh, my neighbor upstairs. I honestly think he fell. It's terrible. Tell me you're black without telling me you're black. Because we do be laughing at people getting fucked up. We be like, what you hide though? Today we're talking about sellouts and self-hate. Mm. <laughs> Essentially, we're talking about people in marginalized communities who work against their own interests. And this is a thing in the black community, disabled community, <sighs> women, women. I just I don't get that. Wow. I mean, people from all sorts of communities do it. If there is a community, there's probably some people who work against their own interests. I'm about to say something that sounds very biased, yeah. right? But I just don't think that cisgendered heterosexual men have a case here. But literally everyone else does. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't, I, I don't think because so. I honestly think okay, there's two different types of thinking here. There's some people who think that if you are a cishet white man, it is working against your own interest to advocate for folks in marginalized groups. Now, I don't agree with that. I, I think that is agree. some sheer stupidity. That's ridiculous. I think men win by advocating for women because by advocating for women, you also advocate for all femme people, right? Men who are more feminine in nature, whatever. Mm hmm. As a white person, you win by advocating for communities of color. It's not taking anything away from you. It's not taking you. anything away from you. As an able-bodied person, you win by advocating for disabled people. Because let me tell you something. At some point, you will most likely be some type of disabled. Now, it might be temporary for some people. You're going to end up in this camp one way or the other. Yeah, most likely you will end up here in some way. But more to the point is that like we said earlier, it doesn't take anything off you. And what do you lose by strengthening everyone? Like you allow for more creativity, for more shared workload. Like you don't lose. Mm -hmm. But people have this scarcity mindset that it's somehow, as they say, more rights for other people does not mean less rights for you. Me standing up is not telling you to sit down. Precisely. I think it's something that we all probably do to some extent. So that's what I wanted to dig into. Well, okay. I get it. I used to be a sellout in my experience, and I don't think I'm special. It was rooted in self-hate. For me, I was a sellout more to my culture than to anything else. And even also to my disability, I won't lie. Uh, I still have issues with my disability and coming to terms with it off and on to this day, actually, probably just not even off and on. All that to say, it comes from a lack of A, knowledge, B, acceptance, and C, pride, but not pride in the negative sense. Pride in more of the positive sense of feeling that that part of you is valuable and knowing what people who share that identity have accomplished, be it race or culture or gender or whatever the case may be, right? Those are the things that I can honestly say if I had to unpack my days as a sellout, what drove me. I think it's tough growing up in a society where we live existences that are not socially accepted. 
not accepted at a lot of levels, not just socially. Right. I was trying to explain this to somebody who is a cishet white woman, and I'm just like, I don't think she's going to be able to get it. But we do. We grow up in a society that says we're not acceptable for one reason or another. So we learn to essentially reject ourselves, reject. I don't want to say you reject your people, but you do. You you learn to oppose them. Mm-hmm. And oppose the things they stand for. And try to make yourself as different. Yeah, you want to be possible. different. You don't want to be a typical black person. You don't want to mm-hmm. be a typical blind person. Right. You don't want to be considered a typical woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Because these are things that people associate, well, with different negative qualities, right? So right. with women, a lot of people associate women equals weakness. Right. And so this is why you've got people who think that if you present as bullheaded or having a strong personality or being opinionated that you're being more masculine, which mm-hmm. I think is ridiculous personally. I agree. And so then you have women, though, who are very, very mean to women who are not like that, to women who don't have such strong personalities, who are mm-hmm. the what you would consider more womanly where they are the people-pleasing types and the quieter... The more acceptable idea of a woman. Yes, they are the more acceptable idea of women by by men or patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And then you've got women who are so terrible to them. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. It's like, Yeah, you think it's based off of fear. I honestly think some women, they want those typical feminine women to be, quote unquote, better. Mm -hmm. That's why they're mean to them, right? Like, you need to toughen them up. And you do not. I think it's interesting that one of the worst insults you can call a man is that he's a woman. So you internalize that as it's an undesirable thing to be. So I want to be not like like we're saying, you don't want to be that the woman the patriarchy wants you to be. So you try very hard not to be her. In that process, I do think it is, I see where you're coming from as toughen those quote unquote weaker women up. But I do think it's a kind of a fair response too. It's like at the core of it, if those women exist, then I could either A, one day be like them or B, they are the reason we're in such a terrible place. And if they didn't exist. Oh, they're holding us back. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Okay, see, and that's a very valid point that you've brought up here, because I do think that idea is at the root of the self-hate or of the people who go beyond self-hate and essentially rant against the black people behaving stereotypically or Mm -hmm. the disabled people who behave in a certain way, all this Mm -hmm. stuff, right? It Mm -hmm. is from that place where you're thinking like these people are holding us back this is the reason that we can't progress and that's (laughs) fucked up there are so many different ways to be human there is i had to learn that if you don't want to exist in a certain way then fucking don't that does not mean you need to go shit on other people for going about their existence differently provided that they're not harming other people and it just sucks so bad though and we get taught to do it yeah Right. I will say, for example, I am the only disabled person in my family, or at least I was for a long time and um, raised by non-disabled people, of course. And so, (laughs) man, I heard so many negative messages about being blind and disability in general. Mm. But I had so many negative messages about that in the households I grew up in. That is so hard to not internalize that to some extent. 
I think my internalizing of it was localized to myself. I don't believe I ever extended it out to thinking that other disabled folks should do disability the same way I do it. But a lot of people, they internalize that shit and then throw it back out. They pay that broken bullshit forward. And yeah, we got to work on that, y'all. You do. And I can honestly say that I still suffer from an inferiority complex because of my disability, right? But it's just me. I don't think that way about other disabled people. And it takes time and it takes self-awareness to know that you hold these resentments or these inadequacy issues and to see, you know, to notice whether or not you put those out there onto other people or not. You need to be aware of that. And I don't think a lot of people have the self-awareness to do so. Yeah, no, I'm sorry because, oh man, I didn't read this article, but I even saw an article written by someone who they said that they thought they were doing their Black children a service as Black parents. They thought that they were setting them up by teaching their Black children that they would benefit more by essentially growing up as part of the Black elite, where obviously we know down here, it don't matter where you are in society, racism is going to come and find you. It will. Unfortunately, it's gonna. You can sit there and not acknowledge it all you like. Racism is going to come and find you. That is what this person was saying in their article, though, that they were wrong for raising their children to believe the upbringing that they had would trump their blackness, right? Mm -hmm. It would it would shield them Mm -hmm. from society treating them like black people. And it it will not. The justice system, one of the most discriminatory systems, if not the most discriminatory system in place, is not going to let you forget all the ways in which you are removed from being a cishet white guy. They will not let you forget it. They will use every identity label, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're going to use it against you. (laughs) They are. I think about I brought this up in another episode. Ryan Coogler directed the Black Panther and one of the most successful Black directors in recent history, probably ever, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Anyway, went to go withdraw money out of his bank account. It was like $12,000 and the teller called the cops on him. And everybody at first, everybody was like, what? Blah, blah, blah. Then they found out that the teller the was, teller was black. black. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, so is it still a problem? Yes. Yeah, it's still a problem. They're like, so was it racism? Uh, it is still racism. That's racism functioning as a system. I'm sorry. It's racism functioning as a system, but more to the point, because of the definition of racism, I still do not hold that people within a race can be racist toward that race. But I do think you can harbor self-hate. You can harbor prejudice. And some people might say that is racism by another name, but you can still harbor self-hate and prejudice within people from your own race maybe she did we don't know we didn't talk to her but the end result is if ryan coogler was a white guy would she have called the cops right away probably not not. so is there an issue here even though she was a black woman hell yeah this is a perfect example of racism functioning as a system and she is a part of that system right it's kind of like black cops oh god this (sighs) this makes me the most sick oh shit Black 
cops who are so shitty. Oh my God. To other black people too. And I'm just like, you know what it's like to be on the other side of this, don't you? But then you got embraced, folded into this system and you perpetuate racism toward black people and other people of color, most likely as well. They are not racist individuals, at least not that we can say confidently, but they are upholding racism as a system. Now that I would agree with. Wow. It made me think of, I'm not going to get the quote right, but it was back from when we read Morgan Jerkin's essay collection. Mm -hmm. She said something in her book about the people who believe that solidarity ruins their individual trajectory. I believe it was her griping about how she had reached out to a black, a successful black woman in media, and she had reached out to her. I don't know if it was for a mentorship or a a reference or it was something, right? She wanted a helping hand from this lady and didn't get it. I don't know the nature of the exchange that they had or her side of it, rather, because there may have not even been an exchange. It might have just been Morgan pursuing a contact and the contact just didn't reciprocate. She was talking about things like the crabs in a bucket mentality and all of this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it applies to that specific situation that she had. I have some different feelings about it than she does, which whatever. I didn't live that, though. But I do think there are people like this. Oh, for sure. They intentionally, as a black person, will not associate with other black people, will not move into a black neighborhood, will not work at a place in a predominantly black area or that hires predominantly black people. Or if there is another black person, they don't want to interact. They do with not them. associate with them. Yes. Because, because of anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. It's I guess you can call it internalized racism. And that is really hard to explain, right? Because racism, for the most part, describes the way that systems function. And it's not really on an individual level. I like better anti-fill-it-in. Yeah, anti-blackness. I gotcha. Yeah, I do think that that is more centralized to the individual. And it encompasses how you yourself can be that and still have some negative feelings toward it yeah and is it because of the society we live in yes absolutely yes it is i mean you get this with disabled people Mm -hmm. as well like we said you can find it in every community but i don't know i think back to that article we read by that chick talking about she don't identify as disabled i'm sorry i'm never gonna understand you're missing an arm and a leg and you don't identify as disabled and again i'm just like what do you think disabled is What distorted view do you have of disability? Well, she went on and said so. Talking about they were a drain on society, like resources or something. Exactly. So she did say what she thought. And because she doesn't feel like she's a drain on society, that she can't possibly be disabled. And that is problematic AF. That's a very limited, toxic view of what it means to be disabled in this particular case and the same thing with you know black people who are like well black people they do drugs and they've got a lot of illegitimate children and uh they they go to prison like that is a very narrow toxic and white supremacist view of what it means to be black so try again grow up do some learning, get some therapy, whatever the case yes, may be. Yes, you need therapy. But that's not what it means. And there's a lot of people who really just believe the most basis things about the communities that they belong to. And they don't, they try to other themselves. Like, I'm not like that. 
I've done that. I used to think it was a compliment when people told me like, you don't sound black. And I'm like, yay, I don't sound black. Now I'm like, what do you mean? What do you think black sounds like? Right. And like black can only sound like one thing. Exactly. It's harmful, too, because this type of thinking is perpetuated inside and outside of the communities that we belong to. The black people talking about how black people need to be better. I'm going to bring him up because I was thinking about doing an episode on him. And then I don't think we're going to be able to because it's just too much bullshit to unpack with this guy. Thomas Sowell. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I apologize. I don't know if it's Thomas Sowell or Sowell. I always say Sowell because of the way it's spelled. Yeah, it's S-O-W-E-L-L. Help me, audience. That's how I would say it. He is an example of this. I am sorry. He's got some anti-black sentiments, and I know he has done some wonderful things. He's had some great insights on economics, but I'm sorry. You need to keep your insights to economics. I'm going to just say that because... The things he has said about how black people and he's talked about white people doing this too, poor white people or like white people below a certain uh, socioeconomic status. He's talked about how essentially we shoot ourselves in the foot or at least we do ourselves some harm by using Ebonics or African-American vernacular English, whatever you want to call it, black English. And speaking in a certain way, behaving in these ways that are considered stereotypical or at least are associated with your everyday black person or your everyday southerner because some of it just came from the south especially since that's where a lot of black black people were for a very long time but um when he says stuff like that oh hip-hop culture hip-hop culture is the other thing he hates on and how we hold each other back in society by glorifying hip-hop culture and we hold ourselves back by believing i don't know that we are discriminated against so he hasn't said oh. he hasn't said that very thing, but I'll tell you what makes me think he thinks that. He was talking about how during World War II, obviously there were black soldiers and some of them stayed in Germany, right? They didn't come back to the United States. And they reproduced with women over in Germany. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how those children did not do as poorly in schools as black children over here. And it's like, okay, one, that has nothing to do with hip-hop culture. Hip-hop culture didn't exist. Nothing. Because, I'm sorry, in in like the previous minute or sentence or something like that, he had been talking about hip-hop culture holding us back. So that's why I say, like, hip-hop culture wasn't even a thing. But then also, it's two different education systems. And that's not indicative of them not facing discrimination just because they did better in school bro and if you really want to go down that route there were the black men who stayed but there were lots more who left and they left children who were half black or black whatever you prefer and they went through hell there's an entire documentary on the children how they were treated over there so for you to say that oh it's because they were over there and you're not making sense sir like no it has nothing to do and like you said let's start with the fact that the school system's different the expectations different the culture is different there's so much different yeah there is a point at which your negative beliefs can hold you back and that sometimes you can think there's discrimination where there is none now i i think that's rare personally because society is fucked up and usually they exactly. are discriminatory. I'm going to just say that. Usually but, you think there is. It, 
You're right. Yeah. And you might not be able to pinpoint it. We've talked about that, but usually there is something. I don't know. He's just one of those people, though, that like when you start going off on some bullshit where you essentially harp on people who use black English or live hip hop culture or embrace it or just incorporate certain elements of it or damn just listen to hip hop music um i'm just like okay i'm not going to be able to respect whatever it is that you're saying on this topic especially when you put it all in one pot like this is hip hop music and it all says this and it all but it doesn't even matter it's just fucking music and again i don't mean to do the whataboutism thing here however i think this is a great time for it because I do not think there is as much hate for any other genre of music, at least not in the public social arena. Okay. There is not as much hate for any other genre as there is for hip hop music. That is people's favorite thing to hate. That is the favorite thread to pull on. If you're going to degrade a black person or the Mm -hmm. black community, because at the core of it, it's about anti-blackness and hip hop. Mm -hmm. It's got non-black people in it. Yep. The face of hip-hop is predominantly black. black. The people who are in charge of releasing the music, owning the companies and whatnot, we've already talked about this, tend to be white, Middle Eastern, Jewish, whatever. They ain't black. So anti-blackness is global from the U.S. standpoint. That is always going to be an easy target because this country is founded on anti-blackness and white supremacy. So yeah, they're always going to go for that. I saw a TikTok recently of a black guy essentially bragging on himself, very proud that he does not complain about racism and he doesn't waste energy on these low vibration conversations that that we have on our podcast about (laughs) discrimination that black people face about institutional racism and all this stuff and i'm just like Mm -hmm. okay so essentially what you're saying is you don't want to make white people uncomfortable that's the thing they want to align themselves it breaks my heart Mm -hmm. because a part of tiktok that I have been introduced to is a lot, especially of black men debasing and demeaning black women and how they don't date black women. And because black women are X, Y, and Z, and they want their white women because they know how to listen and treat a man and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you want to do everything that the cishet white dude does, but you want to do it you in black. You want to do it in black. And if it comes at the cost of you, you don't care. Like there was one guy straight up black dude was like, yeah, I do want my woman to be a slave. And everybody's like, hold up, wait a second. What's wrong with you? And he was like, there's nothing wrong with me because that's what I deserve as a man. And they were like, would you say that if it wasn't a Black woman? Because at the core, they have so much internalized hate about their Blackness, so much inferiority about their Blackness that they don't care if they can stomp on Black women especially, but even other Black men, they will do so if it makes them feel like they're closer to their goal of being accepted. And it's just sad. They want to be accepted as a man, and (laughs) the best way to be accepted as a man is to take all the most toxic traits of whiteness and maleness. Supercharge them. And supercharge (laughs) it. Yeah, that's, that's really fucked up. 
Fortunately, I found lovely black men on TikTok. I have not seen this side of TikTok that right. Olivia is talking don't, about. Don't come to this. Side. I have liked all the right videos and followed the right people. Well, I'm glad the algorithm is working for you. Yes, but it is just so disappointing to me too because I know people don't like this, but there is always an underlying message. People do not be saying the quiet part out loud enough and by bragging on himself for not bringing up racism or wasting time on conversations about discrimination you are putting this out there for a reason and to Mm -hmm. me it is to say the people who do that are complaining just to complain and not doing anything about it which is not true you can complain and do shit to make change at the same time i don't need to be quiet about my struggle also you are essentially saying that the better way the more proper way to be is to not complain about what's happening, is to not talk about racism, especially if you think racism is still here because people keep talking about it. Like, and I'm sorry, if you think that way, we we just ain't going to be able to we make can't. no progress with you. We can't. Hey, you're saying, hey, racists, I'm your guy mm-hmm. because you are the people that they look for. The same with the woman who has a problem with other women. Same with disabled people who has a problem. The anti-feminist women, please. Or the pro-patriarchy women. I don't understand. I am not going to understand. But you know what? I'm sorry, I'm going to just say, because a lot of these people are religious. Mm -hmm. Over here, a Christian for the most part. Christianity got some people fucked in the brain. That is some religious programming, if ever. Those pro-patriarchy women have just been so deeply indoctrinated. They are a victim. They don't even know it. But that's Christianity that teaches ideas like that. Mm -hmm. Because the root of Christianity is, I am not good enough and I need to be put in my place. Yeah, women especially are the reason for all of the problems we have. Yeah, and unfortunately, Christianity has been weaponized against other communities, right? It's been weaponized against disabled people. It's been weaponized against black folks and other communities of color. The curse of ham. I remember the first time I heard that shit, I just wanted to fight. At first, I was hurt because I was like, so the Bible even wants us to be slaves? Because this was back when I was a Christian. And I was so hurt. I'm like, but I thought God said, so we're not all equal? I was so fucked up and I was a child. But Christianity does not preach equality. No, no, it doesn't. And it's so weird that there are people who actually believe that it does. Well, those are our what they call cafeteria style Christians. Or they're optimists. That is not the good sort of optimism. Christianity does not preach equality. Some people can pull some verses from somewhere, but I'm sorry, you can flip 10 chapters back or 10 chapters forward to find an opposing verse. So, oh, you probably should go listen. up a couple of verses. You can do that, too. It's just that's another part of the internalized prejudice is religion. I think it contributes so massively to this. Think about the abortion thing alone. Mm. A lot of it is people have these beliefs that are rooted in religion and they haven't unpacked whether or not they actually believe that shit. I don't know how you sit there and think all life is sacred, but then you only focus on lives that have not exited wombs and not lives who have. Right. And a lot of people will disagree with abortion simply because their religious leader said it. I don't even think there's anything in the Bible against it. It's just a religious leader 
is against abortion, the Pope or whoever the fuck it is in some church somewhere. And so that type of stuff is so harmful. And there's it a is. lot of beliefs like that. Abortion is just one. It is. I told you about when our then pastor told us we should all vote Republican. And there are people who did so on his orders. It's funny. I'm thinking about the abortion thing. And there's like, it goes against God's will, blah, blah, blah. But then they turn around and say, but God gave us free will. If God gave us free will, then the buck should stop right there. But no, you go and you put in laws in place because of your beliefs. Who are you to try and take people's choices away when God himself, if that's who you say you believe in, said we could do whatever we whatever we choose and deal with the consequences when we do. They do not take time to make sure that their beliefs are cohesive. No. And so people work against their own interests in that way as well. But religion teaches you that, right, because you're supposed to be a certain way to be godly. That's true. And so far as like what your interests are, you're supposed to kind of set those aside for Ugh. for the good of whatever they want to say. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't. I do think that because a certain segment of society tends to be given more privileges easily or tends to attain certain types of success more easily than other communities, that mm. is why some folks will separate themselves from whatever marginalized group they belong to. They don't want to be seen as less than. They want to be welcomed into the fold, so to speak. Right. So if I want to get in good with white people who are going to be willing to build connections, give me a helping hand, all this stuff. I need to not be seen with other black people. Or as a blind person, I need to fit into the sighted world as much as possible and not have anything to do with the blind community. Mm -hmm. And I will say, the thing is that there is a certain segment of different marginalized communities that do have a mentality that hold people back. I do agree with what you're saying like i'm thinking about the blind people that don't want to interact with other blind folks and for a lot of people they treat that like a flex like oh i don't know any of the blind people i don't hang out with blind people i don't i don't do blindness organizations i only have sighted friends and it's like okay but that doesn't make you better but they say it in a way that says like you know I'm not like your traditional, <laughs> your traditional blind person. It's not a flex. It's kind of like someone pointed it out uh, not too long ago. They were like, you know, women who say things like, oh, I don't have any female friends. And they say it like a flex, like, oh, I don't hang around those people. And it's like, but you are a woman, you are blind. So you not hanging around other people who are in those specific identities with you doesn't make you better doesn't mean that you're cooler or more acceptable it just means honestly that you either a haven't found people that you vibe with or b you have a fucking superiority complex or an inferiority complex you're not trying to acknowledge and so you try to hide yourself or ally yourself with people that are more in keeping with what you hope you could be, but you know you never will. So the closest you can do is basically borrow clout off them. And it's sad. I know. So here's the thing, though. My issue is I'm going to acknowledge there is a certain segment of the Black community, of the disability community, 
any marginalized community, I suspect, who will look down upon you for being successful. And that's unfortunate. But yeah. I was reading the comments section of some video. It was under one of these Thomas Sell interviews or whatever. Mm. And people were talking about, and this is very valid, there is a segment of the black community, for instance, they will celebrate when people get out of prison or something, but they won't celebrate when you come home with a college degree or when you graduate. I don't know what percentage of the black community that is, but that's out there. Yeah. And I do think even being a blind person with a full time job, I know there are blind people who hate on those of us who have actually managed to get gainful employment. That's from a place of jealousy. There's a hierarchy to that, too, because there are the people who say, "Okay, we've got blind folks like you and I who have full time jobs. And then you've got the people who are blind and they've got the high powered jobs, right? They're the lawyers and the those guys. So there's a segment of that population who's like, oh, my blindness didn't stop me at all. It was never a barrier. And we're down here like, why you got to lie? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why Why you can just say that you did X in spite of your blindness or you right. did it while being blind. You don't have to say it didn't hold you back as if a lot of us are now some. Right. But my point is that some people are. I That's true. feel for these people. I understand living with a disability is sometimes a bitch. Quite often. There are some very valid ways in which our disability limits us. And this is why for all the ways that it does. Please don't add on to this, people. And I feel the same way about blackness or being a woman or Mm -hmm. not having a college degree. You know, whatever it is in your life that you accept. Okay, people are going to discriminate against me for this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it does get exhausting. I know it gets exhausting to live in a society that is not built for us. It was not set up to include us and people don't want to dismantle this bullshit and it wears on you. At the same time, there are some people, though, who will have the attitude that they shouldn't even bother because they know they're going to hear no. They're not going to be accepted. They're not going to be hired. They're not going to be given the promotion, you know, whatever the case is, because they don't put black people in higher uh, positions in this company or whatever the case. And that's true that there are places like that. Do not make that your reason to not try. And so I understand why there are some people who are like, man, I can't fuck with them. I can't fuck with black people because the black people that they are finding in their lives are the black people that are being held back or the blind people that they encounter are the blind people who want to sit around and live on SSI for the rest of their lives. And I got to tell you, that does mess with your mentality as a successful blind person if you keep interacting with people who are not on your level, which sounds very elitist for me to say that. But if you got people who are complaining and not getting out there, because like all of us complain, I like the bitch as much as anybody else does and probably more, but I am actually doing shit alongside that. And there are a lot of people who don't? They always have a reason why not. And that's not specific to any marginalized community, right? We all know people like this, okay? But the difference is when you have that to work against, you have some of that self-doubt. And I don't want to spend time with people sometimes who are going to feed into that. Like, I already got the self-doubt. I don't want to hear this. Does that make sense? I see what you're saying, yeah. I still think you're an asshole by shitting on black people in general, disabled people in general, women in general, as a person who belongs to those communities. It's important to keep in mind that we don't all have the same story. You and I are blind black women 
and we've accomplished things, but we don't have the same story, even though we've got those three identities in common. And so, for example, talking to another blind person who maybe didn't graduate or didn't go to college or something, I don't know why they are where they are. I read something, I know it was in a TED talk, and I believe he stole it from some philosopher of some sort. And it said, you will never be able to overcome someone's thinking of themselves. Right. I agree with that. But I also think you've got to take a holistic approach or viewpoint yes. of why that person thinks that way. And to realize that different things affect people differently. So maybe they really don't believe they can do X, Y, and Z because of who they are as an individual. Well, of course they believe that. Right. So I think that it's easy to get frustrated and I've been there. I'm just like, you're just not trying hard enough or you're making us all look bad or like, I just don't understand blind people, for example, who refuse to navigate on their own, even if they're with other people. I'm not going to be able to get this either. It's a pet peeve of mine. However, I have to acknowledge the fact that one, I do have some residual vision, so maybe it's not as scary to me. B, you don't have any residual vision. I dare say that you're a lot more maneuverable than I am because of your lifestyle and stuff like that. But the two of us, I personally, I don't know what it is for you, but I don't like not being independent. I don't like And that's being, me. I am extremely independent natured. Mm -hmm. I do not like having to fully rely on anyone. I don't care if it's my mama, my sister, my brother. I do not care. I do not like it so as a blind person even if i am doing sight of guy i'll still have my cane with me because at any moment if i need to giddy up and go on my own i need to be able to do that i can't rely that you're always going to be there so i don't understand i've had sighted people run me into stuff i can't trust them my own mama ran me into a pole and then told me i was okay <laughs> it just scared me I love you, mom. But we were running at the time. That was the only time. All the other polls I ran into by myself. For people who are like, I know of some folks who are blind and they're like, I don't like traveling independently. I want to cite a guide or, you know, I need a person. This is a lack of self-confidence, right? I agree. But why? It's always a story behind that. And it's yes. easy for me as a person who wouldn't ever, like there have been times when I didn't have my cane and I was like, oh, never again, right? I don't give a crap if I don't use it. I need it. But for somebody else, something terrible might have happened. Like maybe they still have some PTSD from the one time they decided to go on a walk by themselves and they there was road work and they didn't know and they fell into a ditch and broke their leg or something. I actually know that that happened to someone. So, oh, yes, I'm just saying that there there's always a story. And I try to be aware of that and try to temper my annoyance. My knee jerk reaction is always going to be very self-centered. So I'm going to be like, well, why would you handicap yourself that way? And that's for anything with being black, being a woman, like, well, why would you want to fight against women's rights or work against the interests of women when you're when you are one? What is wrong with you? But then some identities, it's easier for me to give grace than others, right? Like I can give more grace to blind folks who've experienced situations than I can to say women who are like, well, I just don't think women should get paid as much as men. I'm like, oh, so you want to fight? It's what I heard. It's just different, I guess, because as a disabled person, your safety can be compromised at any moment. Mm -hmm. 
that is just the reality living with a physical disability or probably any disability. But your safety can be compromised with one simple change to your environment. That's why the lack of self-confidence there, I guess I can relate to it more and we can give more grace there maybe. Whereas with women, I'm just like... I have less... Unpack your anti-women. Unpack your anti-feminist. Unpack that. Put down the Bible. (laughs) Put down the Bible is a good start. whatever religious text you are drowning in. Right. I have less sympathy for those people. I will admit it. As I already said in this episode, those people are victims, unfortunately. Right. I think about, for instance, as an atheist. Mm -hmm. After I... They call it deconverting when you shed your religious beliefs. And um, I went to an atheist gathering. You know, we were telling stories or whatever. And I was like, I only became an atheist a few months ago or whatever. And they were like, wow, for somebody who's a new atheist, you're not angry. You're a very composed person. And a lot of atheists, after they exit religion, they're very angry. They are angry that people have told us this stuff all our lives. And we just believed all this bullshit. That caused us to view the world in these fucked up ass ways. Mm -hmm. And it is a fight to let go of all of those beliefs to stop having these fucked up ass views. A lot of atheists are very pissed off for the first good bit of living without one belief, but one belief that had a lot of baggage. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I'm not angry because I know that my my parents are victims. I honestly do not think that people choose what they want to believe. It is not their fault that they were raised in whatever households they were raised in. Yeah. People get indoctrinated. You get taught certain things before you even know your own name. Yes. There are a lot of beliefs, a lot of fundamental beliefs we have. And those are in us before we even know our own name, before we even think of ourselves as, right, before I even think of me as Raven. There's a whole lot of things I've learned up until that point. And so I view it that way when we have women who are anti-woman or like that black guy. (laughs) who supports having the confederate flag in his home that hurts my heart so much it is so sad and it angers me it is angering but at the end of the day i'm just like society did this to you and let you think and promoted it and glorified this Mm -hmm. idea that having these beliefs that are anti-black anti-woman ableist whatever this is the best way to be or this is an okay way. This is not harmful. This is beneficial to fucking yeah. have these beliefs. And it is not. I hurt for the people who are like that. I'm just like, uh, you ain't unpacked the toxicity yet, baby. <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, I guess I can be a little bit more sympathetic. If I think of people as victims, then I can be compassionate. But when I just think that you are deliberately being ignorant, yes, I have nothing for you. Hey, that exists too, though. Okay, listen. Yeah, then you got it. You got to <laughs> learn to distinguish between the two because there are some who just re freaking fuse and you're like, oh, so you're choosing this? All right, that puts you in a different camp and you ain't going to like that one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think people choose what they want to believe, but people do choose not to listen. I ain't got sympathy for that. I agree. We're done. I agree. Regardless of where you're coming from, I think that is a way to look at it. I don't think that makes it okay. It does not make it easier to excuse the harmful behavior and the harmful things they say. And we should not. We should still hold those people accountable because I'm not saying that they're a victim so that, well, you know, we got to just let people believe what they believe. No, the fuck we don't. Not when it's at the expense of countless other people. 
right? Right. Like, if you believe that you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day, okay, fine. That's not hurting anybody. Unless you make a law that says somebody's going to be fined if they wear white after Labor Day. Now you've crossed the line. But when it's something like, oh, I don't believe racism is a thing or I don't believe ableism is a thing or we have a problem. Yes. Now you're being detrimental to millions of other people based on your belief system and you're throwing in with the people who are oppressing us. And you are holding us back, person with those beliefs. Right. We can't even move forward to unpack this shit because your ass is just la la la. It's not not real. It's not real. It's not real. And you're worse than those people because we expect the people who are oppressing us to oppress us. But you have insider information and your insider trading and you're throwing in with the other side to maybe have them throw you a crumb or good girl, good boy you and and give you some sort of kudos or some sort of boost so you can be above the rest of us when you don't realize that at the end of it when they're done using you they are going to throw you away because you are a tool to them you are a tool to push whatever they're already pushing and you just make it easier for them that's why when i hear people say silly things like black people are the reason we still have racism we just stop talking about it or i've never experienced racism a day in my life and i don't see anything wrong with whatever you fill in the blank pick a struggle i just look at these people and i'm like you don't understand that you're playing right into their hands Mm -hmm. how were you this dense and okay yeah i was dense for a while but look we're in 2022 There's so much information out there than there was even 20 years ago. Yeah. They don't realize that the reason you think that way is just because you don't understand what it is. Or my favorite, right? I think for myself, anytime somebody says that and they're part of a marginalized group, you're a problem. That phrase has turned into something that's indicative of a certain mentality. We're not saying it's wrong to think for yourself, but the types of people who tend to say it now. tend to say that. It's a red flag. As soon as I hear it, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So the rest of everything you're about to say, I was already questioning it, but now I'm sure. (laughs) It is way more harmful than people think to sit there and be like, well, I'm not, I don't talk about racism. I'm not going to bring that up. Like, I understand not talking about it with certain people, but to think you are better because you don't talk about it? No. This is the problem. I'm going to keep pointing this out now. Now that we stumbled upon this gem when we did our episode on Lincoln's Dilemma, the problem is that people think, let's just take something like slavery, for instance. They thought they could end that bullshit system without dismantling white supremacy or dismantling racism. And we only did half the job, y'all. We still got to dismantle it. And when you say that you don't talk about it, you are saying that you have no interest in dismantling white supremacy and dismantling ableism and dismantling misogyny, patriarchy. Mm -hmm. We need to tear this shit down. We need to gut the system. We need to fuck it up. And when you say that you don't talk about it, you are complacent in perpetuating the system. You are completely okay with it. Because you got it to work for you. Because you got it to work for you, or at the very least, it's not as bad to you as it is to other people. So you're willing to accept. It's like somebody giving you open food and that's been eaten off of versus rotted food. You're like, well, I know they gave me like a quarter box of cereal, but at least it's not that rotten meat over there. So I'm fine. I know. 
it's still a problem and you are part of the oppression. You are the type of person they like to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Because they get to keep doing what they're doing and they want people to not call them out for that bullshit. They would love it if less people called them out. They want people to be like, hey, look, this person's a woman. She doesn't have a problem with the way things are, right, woman? And you're like, yeah, right. They're like, see? Yeah, they they like to to have their little tokens. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you're up here thinking like, they like me. They really like me. They're using you. They're really using you. This is Intersectional Insights. If you like our content, leave us a rating or review to help the podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have any comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can email us, intersectionalinsights at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.